Do you know that over 80% of women will experience hair thinning at some point in their life? Viviscal hair growth supplements are 100% drug-free and clinically proven to achieve thicker, fuller, and healthier hair. Recommended by doctors and stylists, Viviscal is the number one selling hair growth supplement in the U.S. In just three months, it is clinically proven to help achieve thicker, fuller hair. Plus, there is free shipping and a 90-day money-back guarantee. Go to Viviscal.com and use code Jana for 20% off your first order. That's 20% off at Viviscal.com and use code Jana. What made Vincent van Gogh one of the greatest painters and most tortured souls of all time? Was Harry Houdini predestined to become the great escape artist based on his family's great escape? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz, and on my new podcast, Personology, I'll be joined by amazing experts to delve into the minds of famous historical figures. If you want to know what really made exceptional people tick, then take a listen to Personology. Listen to Personology every Monday on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Kaufman, an iHeartRadio podcast. Okay, so probably since we started this podcast, I, do, I would say, okay, what are like, what should we talk about? Any topics? Like, why are you yawning? <laughs> Sorry, Michael just said like the biggest <laughs> yawn. This is a great way into the show. Everybody, I bet a few people listening right now yawned. Even mm-hmm. saying yawn is contagious. Really? Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, got <laughs> um, Okay, but no, I, everyone has been asking, I think every single time I, I would say, okay, who do you guys want me to interview? And One Tree Hill. Always like, comes up. Always. Always. Like, they're the most ride or die fans like ever. And anytime I'm ever at a show, I always have to obviously thank my One Tree Hill fans because they were there from the beginning. Where are my Tree Hillers at? I go, where are my Tree Hillers at? And the biggest, the biggest roar comes from that. Well, what's funny is we were just talking before we started recording is I need to find like a new show to binge because usually you'll fall asleep a little bit before I do in bed Mm -hmm. and I'll get my iPad out and start watching something to fade to. So maybe that, maybe I need to finally pull the trigger on that. You would actually watch One Tree Hill? I mean... I feel like you would like it because there's like the basketball and there's well, sports. I'd, I'd ha- yeah, but that stuff gets so cheesy when they try to do it in their shows. Really? Yeah. I mean, have you ever watched the first seasons before you, you were on? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but then we can do See, it together. We can binge it together. That would be so perfect. That actually would be fun. What? You want to? Let's do it. Okay. Really? And we'll start talking about it. Okay. Because people would love it. You want to? It could be like, a throw- oh my God, that'd be so good because we can like throw back. Yeah. Start talking about it. Yeah. And people love it here and be like, remember on season one, episode five, when <laughs> I don't really care your names. Wait, do you really want to do it? Let's Cause do that it. would be fun. Cause I haven't, I've only seen, I've seen two episodes that I was in. And then besides that, I didn't watch one episode. We're doing it. And nothing before, because we were kind of the new, we were the new characters, you know? So I never, so you watched never researched to see what the history yeah. of all these characters were. I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I was um, young and but we have i'm so excited is hey easton is she there she's here hey <gasps> hey, hey joy hi jana hi honey oh my oh. gosh it's been so long when was the last time long. that we talked i don't know i mean it was probably a convention or something right i've never done any of the conventions no really well i actually well, first of all, say hi to my husband, Michael. Hi, Michael. Hi, Joy. I've heard so much Joy. about Well, you technically, Bethany Joy. Oh, but, you it's know, great to yes. sort of meet you. Absolutely. Um, no, Joy, I actually was supposed to do a convention last, um, and I was supposed to sing and everything, like my first one. Oh. And they ended up 
pulling me out of it, but then telling people that I canceled. And I was like, um, I did not cancel. You guys pulled what? me out of it because you said that you couldn't afford it. And oh, it was weird. the one that I was texting. Oh, that was when we were texting about that. And I was like, cause everyone was like, I don't know if we should do this convention. And I was like, well, oh. I'm going to, Oh and yeah. I vaguely remember all the this. money. And so then they ended up pulling me out of it, but it wasn't, it wasn't because they just didn't have any more funding, but they blamed it that on me canceling. And I was like, um, no. <laughs> so I, I basically just blew them out in the, on my Twitter and was like, this is the message they sent me saying they didn't have any money. And this is the, yeah. like, this is them saying that I was, remember it. how mad I was. Mike? Yeah. You're I was so, Cause I was like, don't say that I canceled when I had made plans and canceled other shows to be there. Yeah. yeah that's trying to put right. the heat on you. That's I know. Right. But I mean, I would love to see you at a convention. Yeah. Uh, me too. <laughs> How's Nashville? I love it down there. We just moved back to Nashville about two months, two months ago. Great. We were living in LA for two years and then, um, you know, I was kind of getting back into the acting world of things and then realized you don't really need to be in that in LA. Yeah. And we just, we love Nashville. So Nashville is amazing. I, but I love it out there. Are you still singing? Yeah. On and off. I, I've, I took a break because, um, I started writing a musical and it took up a lot so that I, all of my musical creative energy has been poured into that. Um, huh. and, and I'm I'm a mom. I'm a single working mom. I'm how on hiatus is baby from the now? show. She's eight. Oh wow. my god! How is she eight years old? It's insane. What? I know. Wait, do you have kids too? Right? I have a three and a half year old girl and then an eight month old boy. Oh my, oh my god! I know. Congratulations! I cannot so believe she's eight though. Yeah, I remember when she was a baby. Yep. I know. What? It's so crazy how it how happens. How is an eight year old little girl? Third grade. It's so fun. She's really her own little person. She has very specific tastes and opinions and um, things that she enjoys doing and doesn't enjoy. And, and she's her own little person, but she also, you know, needs mommy and wants me to snuggle at night and still mm. holds my hand when we walk down the street. It's great. I mean, she's the best. She's like the when best did kid. you get divorced? Uh, I think it was 2000. Well, I think it went through in 15, mm-hmm. 16. That was after Tree Hill, though. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I don't. Yeah, remember. I mean, we we so we separated in um, two thousand and uh, twelve. Yeah, early two thousand twelve. But your heart is good now. Oh yeah, <laughs> girl, it's been so long. I'm so good. <laughs> what what years was it that you guys were working together on Tree Hill? Oh god, I'm so bad with math. Mid, mid, well, what season did you show up though, Jan? I showed up the season after. When the whole, it was Chantel and. Okay. So you came in season seven. Seven. Which was 2009. Was I it? I think. That's crazy. Like 10 yeah. years ago. What? Oh God. That eight was 10 years 2008 ago? 2008 or nine. <sighs> is it weird to, cause I'm asking this just cause I felt this this past weekend, but to reconnect with somebody that you've been friends with for a long time or known for a long time at one stage of your life, but then you talk to each other now and you both have kids. Like, could you imagine 10 years ago, like you guys talking about having kids between you two and just because this last weekend I was you know back in Baltimore babe and seeing my friends that I've like grown up with the last 10 mm-hmm. years and now we all have wives and kids and it's like <laughs> but when, you're Ooh, de- when you when you talk to them and you're together you feel like you're still 20 in your 20s yeah. life changes you know? a lot it forces you to reevaluate your priorities and you know everybody sort of situates themselves in different ways um once families and once you get older and families start to show up but i think about this a lot i was taking a walk with paul johansson and his, who i love yes. ran into him a, a couple months ago when we were hiking oh yeah. he's the sweetest he's so great and he was he was probably with quinn with his son uh um, he wasn't but he, wasn't. he was showing me pictures oh yeah. yes 
So I was just talking with him the other day. We were taking a walk with the kids and just like, this is so crazy that we have known each other for 15 plus, it's about 15 years. And we have children. We have little children, eight-year-old <laughs> children that are just running. Their kids are the same age and they're just running around and... It's a whole new world, a whole new life. It's amazing. Now, what about you two together? <laughs> <laughs> no. Because I'm like, you guys have, you know, yeah. the history. No, we're great friends. Um, <laughs> we just, it would never, it would no. never work. Oh, God, it would never work. <laughs> Wouldn't that just show, like, that would just throw the tree hillers, like, for the biggest. <laughs> they I would mean, lose that would, their that minds. Would, they, they, would, they would blow their minds. Would, like, completely yeah, blow their minds. Yeah. No, Paul's a wonderful person. I, I love him dearly. He's one of my closest friends. Um, but you know, I mean, you know how you, when you meet people in life and sometimes it's just like, it's a lot of, a lot of great elements, but it's just not, you just know, you just know it's like, oh, this is not the right fit. It just wouldn't work. What do you think you learned like from the divorce and, and kind of moving on from that situation? What was your, like your biggest takeaway with that besides probably being happier, but, um, I learned a lot about self-care and, mm. um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, m- mostly just learning how to take care of myself and, and be, um, how to respect myself, how to like, it, it, it was a good catalyst for opening up a can of worms for me of, um, a lot of levels of healing that I needed to deal with and go through. Um, so in that, in that regard is great. And, you know, you can't, I mean, you can't ever regret anything that your children come out of because she's the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. No question. Yeah. How soon Jana and I were talking about this kind of recently, this topic of, how soon, when if you when you start dating or when you're dating somebody, Joy, bringing up the fact that you have a child or an eight year old, is that a first date thing, or is it one of those things where you got to get to know them, see if there's any possibility of a future, and then you bring it up? I always think it's so weird when I watch in movies or TV shows, and there's a character who's like, "I have a kid, and I haven't told him. I have to tell him that I've got a kid." I'm right. like, "What? Just why is that not like the first thing out of your mouth?" I don't. That's understand. I totally agree with you. I, I, agree I, would, with that. I would do the exact same thing. I would sit down and be like, "Look, I have a kid." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she's the love of my life, and my world so, like revolves around her. Yeah, and, just, and him. You just always yeah. bring it up. I just bring it up casually, like, "Oh, yeah, I had a long day. My daughter and I went to this or that, or but mm-hmm. you know, it's just like it's just part of my life." How is that like a big secret? You have to uh, right. It shouldn't so have strange. to be. Yeah, I just remember was, we were talking to Billy Lee about it because yeah, she was yeah, yeah. she's transgender, right. and mm-hmm. you know she. But she I, was saying that she wouldn't say it the first time. Really? That, yeah, that's a little different. Which again is, but how is it different though? I feel that like it's the same like thing. Manipulative to me because if I was the dude, or the whatever, if I was if I was the other person in the situation, yeah. um, and you know, going on a date with somebody who had a kid, and then they like hid the fact that they had a kid from me for the whole first date. I'd be oh, like, agreed. What the heck mm-hmm. is up with you? Yeah, yeah. I a hundred percent agree. And then let alone a gender. <laughs> Oh, right. Or, oh, I see you know? what you're saying. Right. Sorry, I missed yeah. it. I yeah. thought maybe she had a kid and she... No, okay. no, no. Yeah, like, but I mean... How is it relevant that she's transgender? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. I see. That's a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do think it's a little... Like, to but get I to mean, know them just a date or two. I would say someone... I dated this one guy and he... It, his real name wasn't his name. And I was like, ah. That's weird. That's not your name. What? Why would he... Did he go by something else? Yeah. Was it like well, his I middle mean, name? No. Just like. Wait, yeah, was it like his name is John and he was going by Steve? Or was it, it was like, like he was like going by, you know, Duke or something? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yeah that's it right there. No, his name was Ace and he, his real name was like Bobby. All right. Ace uh, is a nickname. You know? That's fair. 
But I was just like, who are you? <laughs> Robert. My real who name is Robert. Who are you even? <laughs> what? No, I'm but I, so confused. I get what you're saying. It shouldn't be such a secret. I remember this was, God, like eight, nine years ago when I was living in Florida. I was playing down there and this girl I was talking to. And What we were, was her name? We What's her Instagram handle? <laughs> <I'm going to laughs> we were hanging out. <laughs> and I remember after a few times of us hanging out, she texted me and was like, hey, I have something like basically serious or really important to tell you. And I started freaking out. I'm like, is she pregnant? Right. Is, oh, this, God. Like, I'm like, and I'm, I'm like, do we have another child around? I'm in the locker room, like with my, some of my teammates, like, what does this mean? We're trying to decipher and we're all guys. We don't know. You know, we can't decipher that stuff like y'all can. And then come to find out, she tells me, she's like, I have a three-year-old daughter. I'm like, oh my God. Thank God. Like, that's it. Like, that's all you You could have told me that day one. It wouldn't matter. So I get what you're saying. What is that? Why are, why are you saying women are afraid to I don't know. I think it's beautiful that we're moms. I, do I think too. To, to meet to meet the child definitely is a timely thing. Oh, hundred! I would not. But to tell them, yeah, I agree with you both that it could be. How long do one. you wait until um, another man or woman meets your child? I don't know if you like switched ways. Either so way, I love you. Honey. Either way, Joy. <laughs> no, I'm still straight. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I usually like to. It's like second date. Um, because, and it's just a meet and greet, just like, yeah, I pick me up at the house and then I'm like, I, mm. whether I'm like not ready yet. And I give them a chance to just like sit and chat in the living room for a second. You know, I, I, I don't but mind that's somebody... like, what if you have a date like every week? It's <laughs> a lot of meet and greets. <laughs> no judgment. Well, it's yeah. a lot of meet and greets. I, I guess you haven't hung out with me in a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Which joy are we talking about? The yeah, joy from ten years ago? No, or no that is not my life. Uh, no, I'm I'm um, I'm a very slow, shy dater. Um, Got it. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm, I'm not like out. So of your second date town. is probably like my six months. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, don't. Wait, go, no. It's just not like I, I'm just. The, I think the problem is I'm attracted to very few people. I'm just really not attracted to people most of the time. What so, are you attracted to? Um. Well, uh, it's, that's the thing. I don't really have a type. It's like, it's kind of hard to tell. It's, it's, there's just, some, there's just something that happens and, um, I'm attracted to all, uh, <laughs> races, all like body types. Like there's, there's no fat, large, skinny. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, yeah, I love a chubby guy. I love like, I love a guy that's in, so in shape. I, it, like, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I generally want somebody kind of bigger, like big and strong. Like I'd like to have, feel like I'm being enveloped in big arms. It's um, always nice, like you know, <laughs> nice and lumberjack feeling. Um, <laughs> but yes. but you know, Paul Johansson, lumberjack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. But um, yeah, so it just doesn't, and especially in LA, I think um, I'm just a, I'm more of a kind of a homegrown girl and. Um, I don't know. I'm just not attracted to that many people. So do you think, so you're still living in LA? Yeah. Is that where your new show shoots? It is. Yes. We're in. What? Oh, wow. Is that it amazing? in LA. I that know. I got so lucky. What? It's amazing. So you're on a new show called Pearson. Yes. And it's a spinoff of Suits, right? Right. So it's Jessica Pearson, who was one of the head lawyers. She, she was the head of the firm at, at, um, Pearson Spectre Lit. And she was disbarred by me. Thank you very much. And uh, and she moves to Chicago where her family is. And 
kind of gets tied up in the world of dirty politics and she can't technically function as a lawyer. So she's working for the mayor with this amazing office, but nobody really knows what she does. And technically I'm her boss, but I can't fire her and she does whatever she wants and, you know, creates havoc. And so it's fun. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I just, I've actually talked to Paul about this too, is you are one of the best actresses that we've ever worked with. And he said that I've, I've always said that. I mean, you are, you are truly the most, um, how do I say it? Like you're just so present in scenes and you're so believable and you're so real. I've, I was, it's, it's always an honor to say that like I've acted alongside you because you're so, so talented. Um, So I'm just, I've always, no, I've (laughs) sincerely, I've always like been your cheerleader um, since leaving One Tree Hill and, you know, I was really excited when you got, um, offered Songbird and cause I was like, oh man, that's going to be amazing for her. And, um, I've just always kind of followed what you've done cause I've, I never understood why you, you haven't broken out because I think mm-hmm. you've, Thank you. you're fantastic. So I'm just so happy that you have the show now and you're kicking ass and oh, you know, you're, you're doing your thing. Me too. Yeah. It's uh, it's all God's timing and I've learned so much. And the, the more that I look back on my life and, um, the things that I've gone through and the, the different opportunities I've had and have have turned down or opportunities I haven't had and missed and all those sorts of things, the more I see this sort of like divine hand just guiding everything um, to get me where I am today because I feel like I would never have been ready for it before. I just wouldn't have been healthy enough to know what to do with that kind of um, responsibility, you know. Isn't that funny that things seem to come just at the right time when you're ready? Yeah. It's so frustrating too, because you don't understand like, why didn't I get this role? Why didn't I get this? Or what, you know, why is this happening? Right. But if things would have happened on a different timeline, you wouldn't have been able to fulfill your potential in them. Exactly. If it was at a different time. So then how do you stay calm? Like, how do you, how do you stay in that piece of not getting so upset about something or just knowing that it's not the right time? But still actively fighting. Um, I mean, that's look. It's a daily thing. It's not like super easy. Not like I flipped a switch. But um, I do I do believe in that saying that you know God always gives us what we would have asked for if we knew everything that He knows or it it knows or whatever. Um, so for me, there's a real comfort there in in knowing that uh, you know I have an active faith, an active prayer life. I'm um, involved in my friends' lives and, you know, I have a, what am I trying to say? Like, like I am, I'm actively trying to be, uh, conscious of the way I am in the world and make wise decisions, but I only have a limited view. And I, at some point I've got to just let go of control. And the the more I let go, the easier things are and the better things tend to go. (laughs) So hard though. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just, well, especially with our careers and stuff. I mean, you know, now Mike, you're, you know, you knew too with your football, you just never know when yeah. you're not, as I'm like, I, I just said the other day, I was like, I'm never, I told my trainer, Aaron, I was like, you know, I guess I'm just, I'm never going to act again. I'm never going to do it. No, you're good, Jana. Well, you're, that's well, not true. I booked a movie like two days later. Right. But it was just yes. one of those things where you get to that point where you're like, well, I guess this isn't like yeah. in the cards anymore. Cause you yeah. just get so, you get so defeated. Oh yeah. Well, I had quit before I got Pearson. I called my managers. What? Oh yeah. I called my managers. I called everybody. I was like, guys, um, it's run its course. I'm done. Nobody's hiring me. And wow. I'm just like, I can't, I can take this rejection when I was 20. Right. I can't do this anymore. I have a kid and I'm a good writer. I'm a good director. 
Um, I'm a musician. I, I can make things and sell them on Etsy. Like, I don't know, but I've got to like, I have to find a way and I just can't keep going on auditions. And, um, this came in like a couple months later and it was one of the few that they sent me that they were like, please just, we think you should go on this. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you're just, you just were like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, (laughs) I did. But it was hard. I know. It was so hard because it's like to be able to just, to be able to let go of caring whether or not people like you. I mean, that's really a thing, right? Like in our industry and, or in the public eye, it, our our viability relies on whether or not people like us. So we're constantly trying to do things to make sure that we're on the likable page and to get to a point where you just don't care. Which and is just so screwed up because most of our childhood wounds are from not feeling good enough. Completely. So it's like, wow, just tapping into the childhood wounds, yep. just really just hitting the real deep core. <laughs> Thanks, people. Let me That's pick a right. career that has to do with feeling good enough. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. It's brutal. God. Okay. Well, moving on, though, because I know I'm going to get totally chastised. Is that the word? If I sure. don't ask questions about One Tree Hill. Sure. I mean, they're going to be like, you had her on the show and didn't ask one question about oh, One Tree funny. Hill. Best thing about One Tree Hill. Oh man, the experience. Like uh, that's but really, but no. I know. I mean, that's such oh a vague <laughs> answer. The best thing about one tree Hill. I don't know. I mean, there, I couldn't say one best thing living in Wilmington, getting the chance to live on my own and, and work on my own and, and be a successful woman in entertainment at 20 years old to mm. 20, 28, 29, you know, like that, That was an extraordinary experience. I fell flat on my face in a lot of ways and I thrived in a lot of ways. And it was just um, a total once in a lifetime and singularly unique experience. What'd you love most about Haley? Oh, I guess I just love that she was um, always willing to grow, you Mm -hmm. know, at the end of the day, as stubborn as she was, she was, she was always willing to grow at the end of the day. Um, What was your favorite thing about Winter Hill? Mine? Yeah, you're on the show too. I don't know. You've never watched an episode, so how would you know if I was on One Tree Hill or not? Uh, I hear, Je- I hear Jenna's favorite thing about One Tree Hill was being directed by me. That's I was. <laughs> you were an amazing director. You were so good. Thanks. No, but seriously, like, what did what did you love about that? You were down there for. You, did you live down there, or were they bringing you in? But I feel like you lived there for a while with us. I right? lived there. Yeah. No, I lived there the entire time. Um, yeah. It was hard for us. Because I felt like when we came on the show, just being so honest, it was a very divided set. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like everyone kind of already had their places. Yeah. And it was either you're going to be on the A team or the B team, you know? Yeah. Essentially. And yeah, I can feel that. It was, ju- it was just tricky. And then, you know, I think our creator also kind of created that environment yes. for us as well. Yeah, Which obviously he's, you know, yeah. I don't know what he's doing now. But so I think that was... That was probably the hard part about it. But I mean, I just enjoy, I loved my character. She was so, Alex was just really fun and spunky and got to be like super creative and, um, you know, you had, you were such a firecracker. You always had such a great energy. I loved being in scenes with you because it was like, there was somebody who was like, there's a firecracker in the room. Like you never knew what was going to go off. It was great. (laughs) It was me. (laughs) No. And then, cause I lived, um, I lived with Sophia in Austin actually. You lived with them? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, we lived what? downtown on uh, first uh, first street. Oh God, that's how downtown. out of it yeah. I was. I mean, mm. oh well, we didn't really spend a lot of time together. Yeah, I mean, I was in my own world. I was married. I was like, 
Yeah. I, and I was and going I was through like, a lot of sh- and just like checked out of a lot of stuff for a while. Yeah. But and, and you guys live downtown where I was. We were above this bar. It was so annoying. It, it, I, you can't really tell a bar to like stop. But no, <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, I have to film in the morning. Can you shut up? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was awful. I hated it. We lived there for like a year and a half. And then the other year we lived in Wrightsville. That's great which, out there. Yeah. So that was really nice. But I mean, Wilmington was, it was, it was just a small town. Yeah. But I, I, I did enjoy, I obviously I enjoyed it, but you know, looking back, there was a lot of things that I would have probably done differently, but I think that's, we can all say that. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. That <laughs> that's what your twenties are for. That's right. I know. I just got, oh, Jana twenties. I just, she wasn't thriving. <laughs> she was, <laughs> she was, she thought she was, she, she was not. Um, what, um, if you could go back, what would you do differently this time around? Oh if my there was gosh. to be a, a one tree hill point, point. You mean go back to my twenties or like, like like if we all went back now? Yeah. If everyone went back, which I doubt that would, do you think that ever happened? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I I I don't don't think you could get Sophia to sign back on. Yeah. I think, I think there's enough money that could get Sophia to sign back. I think you could. They would need to, I mean, I think you could. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I think it would have to, none of it would have to go to the showrunner. I think that's a problem. That's the problem is that, the creator of the show makes money on the, on any incarnation of the show uh, afterwards. And of course that that's its own issue. So I think that would be the, the big thing standing in the way. Um, unless he so was like willing back, to donate it all or something. Right. If you could go back, you would direct everything. No, <laughs> never the and control freak in me. Show run everything. <laughs> that's right. No, I would, I, I would, um, I don't know. It would be great to just go back and not have it feel like it was, divided in any way or like you know when we were going through a rough patch that people I think we're all just older now it'd be so much easier to just like and really enjoy each other's company and enjoy showing up at work appreciate having a job appreciate being someplace where we know we have such a huge fan base it's just all stuff that I I know very few 20 year olds and 25 year olds who are capable of that kind of understanding. So true. No, they think they're going to do it forever. That's right. I mean, you know what, who honestly, the only person on that set who I think actually got it at that young age was James. Oh yeah. I can see that. He's the only person that like knew how fleeting it was and how lucky he was. But I also think it's a girl thing too. I think girls have a hard time. I think, you know, just an outsider's standpoint, you know, is everyone wanted to maybe be the star and it's, you know, Am I talking out of my mouth? Is that wrong? I, I mean, feeling. Oh yeah, like you, you mean like having competition or whatever. Yeah, the competition, which is there's healthy competition, but at the same time, it's just in your it's early twenties. Just insecurities. 20s and, well, yeah. yeah, everybody's just insecure. Yeah, I mean. That's so I think it tough. would be you know now that we're older hags, we could definitely all go back. Older <laughs> hags, in yes, thirties. <laughs> yeah, yeah I do so remember. Good. I do remember having moments of those of just like yeah, you're just in the hair and makeup trailer and you're thinking like oh this this she looks prettier than me today or like oh what why does my hair this color and why does hers get to be that color and why you know it's like just stupid. It's just everything that you feel when you're in sixth grade and you just don't grow out of it until you're like late twenties. Hopefully, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's hope so. Well, now though, I mean, you get to really create the environment that you want on your new show, and I'm just like, what what day is it airing again? Because I know it just okay, aired so, on July 17th. Yeah, which is so amazing. Pearson's on Wednesday nights on USA at 10 9 Central, um, and it is a great cast. It's really it's a great cast of lovely adults who all seriously appreciate having a job and not just a job, but a job where we really get to enjoy what we do and we love the writing and we love the people we're working with and um, we're having fun. It's really great. 
I love it. Well, everyone, please um, watch the show. Joy's the best actress ever, so you will not be disappointed. Aww, uh, Joy, thanks, seriously, thank you. And um, if you're ever in Nashville, please um, just let us know. I will. Love I over. love it down there. Okay. Thanks, thanks guys. Joy. Thanks, thanks Joy. Michael. Love you guys. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Once Jan and I had Jace and we had two young kids, we knew we really needed to invest in our sleep. And that's why we chose Sleep Number, because it's not just a bed, it's proven quality sleep. So it makes the most of every minute and every hour that you spend in bed. So many couples disagree on mattress firmness, but the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed lets you choose your ideal firmness on each side so it's right for both of you. For me, I like it softer. Jana likes it a little bit harder. The Sleep Number 360 beds are so smart, they sense your every move and automatically adjust to you, keeping you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. And that was the biggest thing for me because I constantly toss and turn, and it always drove Jana nuts. So now, with the Sleep Number, she doesn't feel anything, it adjusts to me when I move around, and we're both happy. Sleep Number has been ranked number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses by J.D. Power. For 2018 award information, visit jdpower.com. Come in now and save up to $600 on select Sleep Number 360 smart beds. You'll only find Sleep Number at one of their 575 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find the one nearest to you at sleepnumber.com slash Jana. Have you guys actually heard about the new show? Have you heard about this? It's called Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah, I heard it's unreal. It's an eight-episode limited series only on Hulu, based on the 2017 best-selling novel by Celeste Ng. Starring and executive produced by Academy Award winner Reese Witherspoon and Golden Globe nominee Carrie Washington. Oh, I actually did see this on Good Morning America because they were promoting it. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I love both of them together. Um, that's exciting. And now it's good for me to know that I can watch the first three episodes, March 18th. New episodes, Wednesdays on Hulu. So the series follows the intertwined fates of the picture-perfect Richardson family and an enigmatic mother-daughter duo who move into town and upend their lives with devastating consequences. The series explores the weight of long-held secrets, the ferocious pull of motherhood, and what it means to be a mother, as well as the danger in believing that planning and following the rules can avert disaster. Check out the first three episodes on March 18th and new episodes every Wednesday only on Hulu. Wait, this actually sounds really good. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Own iconic luxury items at unreal value with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail. Shop and consign women's and men's luxury fashion and streetwear, as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home decor. Yeah, and new arrivals, they come in daily, and every item undergoes the real world's very meticulous... Brand-specific authentication process, overseen by 100-plus experts, including luxury brand authenticators, gemologists, and horologists. Shop luxury the sustainable way at their newest location in Union Square, San Francisco. You can also go online, download the app, or visit one of the original stores in New York or West Hollywood in LA. Honestly, the realworld.com has been great for us. Um, I know Mike found a watch the other day on there. I, I found a few shoes yeah i saw some emails for, over my birthday for my birthday presents jan was going on there for uh, yeah i'm all about the deal so whether you shop in store online or the app get 20 percent off select items with promo code real that's the real promo code real for 20 percent off select items all right so would you watch one tree Hilna? <laughs> i think we Did should it, I, I really think... i really think it'd be funny it would be funny but it has to entertain me. What do you mean? Like if we're getting through it and I'm just like, I can't, this is unbearable. You don't think it'll entertain you? I, th- I mean, I hope so. With How many episodes do you really 
honestly have to get because it took me three episodes to get into Big Little Lies the first season. How many episodes are in a season of One Tree Hill? God, like twenty-two. Was it a thirty-minute show? Hour. I don't know. I think it's an hour. Excuse you. <laughs> I think it's an hour. Yeah, I think there's because back in the day they used to do twenty-two episodes, and now it's like six episodes. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I just waited this table. I just waited, you know. Six months, seven months. It is, to, it is a one hour show. One hour show. How many episodes? There's 187 episodes. I mean, let's go. It's available on Hulu now. Oh, I think they actually just got off Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just, they recently just got off Netflix, which is a massive bummer because that'd have been easy. Uh, Season one itself is 22 episodes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that was how it was back in the day. Like you would do 22 episodes. I mean, I think I did 15 episodes in season, you know, season seven. Tell you what, man, IMDb, like every episode is like 9.5, 9.2. Yeah. And people love the show. Love it. I mean, they're obs- I mean, look at my shows. I think that's the only reason that I have people coming to my shows <laughs> is because. Janet, by that, the way, at that Anaheim just, show. Uh, can we just talk about that? We need to talk uh, about it. Oh, my, well, yeah. oh, we do need to talk about that. Michael, did you end up seeing the whole video that I sent of Easton singing on stage? Yes. The entire video? Not the entire video. Just the thing that I sent you? Uh, yeah, I sent you a longer, better version of it, and it was... I know Amy sent emails of the video. Incredible. No, there was this. even more. I haven't watched it. I forgot about it. Easton, can you just describe how that was for you? You want to just set the scene <laughs> for everybody? Yes, please. That was uh, that was one of the greatest moments of my entire life. Uh, um, I went to see Jana perform at the Anaheim House of Blues, and you know, like any other fan, <laughs> I was really excited. Um, and uh, you know, Jana texted me on the way saying, "Like, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling kind of sick. My voice is pretty gone. I need you to sing along really loud tonight." And I was like, "I got you, no problem." <laughs> and um, then uh, when we were at the show, like Jana like shouted me out. A couple times, which made me feel pretty cool to the to the people around me, and uh, <laughs> you, when you like invited me up on stage, I I thought you were just going to be like, um, "Hey, everybody, this is Easton. He's uh, he works on the podcast. Everyone say hi." Okay, Easton, bye. Go back to your scenes. But um, I, I I had no idea I was gonna you're gonna let me sing the whole song. I felt bad for everyone who, who it, it was whiskey the song we sang, and that's like that's a huge song. It's a he- massive song. <laughs> I felt bad for everyone who like came to see that song and then got me <laughs> up there. And then, <laughs> but um, oh my god, what a fun time! That was that was just so much fun, Jana. Thank you so much for having me up there. Oh my gosh, of course. And for those of you that want to see the video, I put it up on my Instagram page, the entire thing. And I just love the fact. I mean, I even oh, oh you're, you're pulling it up. <laughs> oh, this is you. You're like walking up. She yeah, called you from I, the, cr- the entire. Wow, look at this crowd. I know. I told you it was like one of my biggest crowds yet. <laughs> Okay. It was an amazing Easton goes show. up there, he grabs his mic. I'm surprised you didn't have like in-ears in your back pocket. Let's do this. I know, right? <laughs> no, but he, you know, I, I wrote in my caption, I said, you know, this is a reminder to everyone to basically own the moment that you have and to, you know, I mean, you embrace it. And my mic went off, went out, Mike. What? Yeah. So my <laughs> mic, comp- my voice was pretty much shot to hell, but my, my mic went all, out and I was like pointing to my monitor guy. And he's like, hey, you have to bring me the mic. And then Easton started just jumping up and running around and singing the rest of the, I mean, he sang the entire like second part of the song by himself <laughs> so and just owned good. it so amazingly. I was so proud of you, Easton. Thank and you. And it just, 
I mean, you killed it. <laughs> there were some people that hit me up and they're like, okay, that was planned, right? Like, and you planned for her mic to go out. And I'm like, I did not, I did not sabotage Jammer Kramer. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Ethan, Jen and I were talking about that. Like when she had got home and we were talking more about it, you do, you have this innate ability to just seize a moment. <laughs> and it's like all of those things, like how many times, like, I know I can say in my life, Jana, you can probably say in yours where you had an opportunity to do something wild and crazy like that. And then you just, your inhibitions, your inhibitions stopped you and you're like, ah, no, that, no, no, no. But then a few days later, you're like, why didn't I just do that? Who cares how I look? Who cares how I sound? Just do it. And you you do that. Like, I feel like every time I've been in a situation where you've had that opportunity, you just take it. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mike. That means, that means a lot to hear Uh, that, that night specifically at the house of blues, like, that was when we were driving, Allison and I were driving home, my wife, Allison, and, um, we were like, I was just like, I, I am so happy with how I handled that. <laughs> like, cause there are, lo- there's a lot of times on it on a daily basis where I go, Ooh, I shouldn't have done that. Or I should have done something differently. But that was when I was like, wow, I, I really, um, I could have screwed that up. And I, I think I did it pretty well. You, I mean, man, you didn't do it pretty well. You owned it. And it just made me so happy because again, like to Mike's point, like there's so many times where you could have even been on the drive home and been like, Oh, I, I could have been funnier. I really could have like done mm-hmm. it. And I could have like really, I mean, but you did it. Like you were you and you freaking like sang it, like sang your heart out, which by the way, Easton didn't know you also had, um, a song. I, uh, on, I'm sorry. a bit yeah, of a musical background on a second right now. Are you ready for this? Oh my God. <laughs> This is, this is how it starts, Ladies Easton. and this gentlemen, you your record deal. Easton Allen, Sound I, and Theory. You can get it on Spotify. I will say. It's on Spotify? It's on Spotify. I have, a, uh, I have an EP on Spotify. Uh, he has an EP on Spotify. Did you use Hack Spotify? This is, this is Nachos. <laughs> There's a music video for this song. <laughs> when is it starting? Yeah, uh, you can skip right to the, or This is a pretty long intro. <laughs> For the DJ to talk that one up, but uh, I will yeah. say, I will say uh, that was my one time. Every, everyone, all of your fans, Dan, are so nice, and I got so many cool messages from people. Mm-hmm. Everybody was really nice. The closest thing I got to like someone like trolling me, uh, someone DM'd me and said, um, "What you lack in singing ability, you make up for in your dance moves." And I'm like, "Sweetie, take a listen." And I just sent her the link to the Spotify <laughs> to the Spotify album. She's like, "I stand corrected." And uh, it's it's a uh, it's called low self esteem. Yep. So where did, but I, here's the thing. You have a song called Throat Tattoo. I do. <laughs> do you know? amazing. I love how this interview is like now turned to like interview Easton. Look at your background picture. It's the best. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't agree. Like, do you, do you think you have a low self-esteem? Um, the reason I called it that I wrote all the songs like in 2010 and, mm-hmm. um, I, I thought that it. Cause I, I play every instrument. I wrote all the songs and I sing every, like the whole thing is just me. It's just, just me. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that it was very much like a, look at me, look at me. I clearly have self-esteem problems. Like pay attention to me. Look at all the stuff that I did. <laughs> so it was kind of like, so, uh, it was, it was called like Easton Allen has low self-esteem was like the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I've, I had a lot of issues with that back then, but I think I've fix them now. I think I'm a pretty confident person at this point. You got to be a confident person to do what you did. Show. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I, lo- and I love that. that about you. So wrapping that up, R- I, no, I was going to say, I just, I really appreciate you uh, being there for me that day because I will tell you, you were the only friend that actually showed up to. 
Oh my God. I mean, now all my fans and my friends, but you know what I mean? Like my people that I actually know, you were the only one that showed up. Yeah. Right, well, people, other people said they were going to come and they didn't come. So I appreciate it. Well, Jan, if you come anywhere on the West Coast, I will go to that show. <laughs> I, I am I am a huge fan and, and uh, oh, I'm, I'm very, very grateful to, uh, to call you my friend. Oh, <laughs> what were we going to say, Michael? Um, I was going to say, moving on to a more important topic. Why you were kind of fringy Eastern, this morning? Easton, how many times have you watched Endgame since it's been out? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we, we bought it on iTunes, and I uh-huh. turned it on to like the middle. just to. Wa- I wanted to rewatch one scene, and Allison and I just watched the whole thing the rest of the way through. I've seen it like three times since it's been on home video. Absolutely. Um, I well, can it. we watch it together one time? I'd love to watch it so I can fall asleep to it if I have to. You don't uh, know what's going on. Does it matter? It, it all matters. So I couldn't watch it? But Easton, I watched it. It came out and I watched it over the series of like this past weekend, like on my flight back east to Baltimore because I was going there for a golf tournament nightly for a few minutes till I fell asleep and then finished it on the plane coming back yesterday or Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. And <laughs> I'm on the plane. I have the last hour to watch, which is like the best. Oh, right? the, best the last part. hour is amazing. And the same part still got me. I was getting teary eyed on the plane, a packed Southwest flight on the aisle watching the end of Endgame with tears in my eyes. I've seen that movie like nine or ten times at this point. And I still get goosebumps and tear up and everything. Just it's Avengers Assemble. Just ugh. bends. You know what I watch? A a fold like origami. Devil Wears Prada. So good. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I knew you've had to have watched it multiple times since it came out. Anyway, but we can move on. Okay. Instead of talking about the Avengers, I would like to talk about one of our great sponsors. Do you want to own iconic luxury items at unreal values? Yes. <laughs> well, then go to the real real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers, designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off of retail prices. Honestly, the real has been great for us. Um, I know Mike found a watch the other day on there. I, I found a few shoes. Yeah. I saw some emails for, over my birthday for my birthday presents. Jan was going on there. For. Uh, yeah. I'm all about the deal. So whether you shop in store online or the app, get 20% off the select items with promo code real that's the real real.com promo code real for 20 percent off select items we all love a good subscription box don't we what about a subscription box for your kids that's fun educational and helps them develop that creative confidence to change the world our kids are the future and it's our job to prepare them for that KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on projects for kids to make them learning about steam fun steam is an acronym for science technology engineering art and math there's a Tadpole, Koala, Kiwi, Atlas, Doodle, Tinker, and Eureka crates. We just did the Koala crate for Jolie, which is in the ages from three to four. It delivered fun, hands-on activities to engage the natural curiosity and creativity of Jolie in play-based learning. It's been so much fun for us to do together. KiwiCo is a convenient, affordable way to encourage your children to be anything they want. There's no commitment. You can cancel any time. Monthly options start at $19.95 a month, including shipping. For our listeners, go to KiwiCo.com slash Jana to get your first month free. Every day counts when it comes to making a difference, so don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Again, go to KiwiCo.com slash Jana and get your very first month free. That's KiwiCo.com slash Jana. Um, why? Can I say something, though? Since, you know, this is a relational podcast. Sure. You were kind of in a mood this morning on the way here. 
On the way here? Yeah, you just seem really like agitated at me for some reason. I was just curious if you want to talk about it on air. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I just felt like you I, you were hungry. So we were having a conversation and then, and then you're like, I'm going to go eat because I know you get hangry. Mm-hmm. So then you ate, but then I don't feel like you recovered from your hangriness. And then you just kind of felt I was a just little... Still, I was just still processing and realizing that feelings that I had were just... Um, not, I don't know the word. They were just feelings that I was having from something that was said before we left the room. I just kind of let it marinate. It's like, do I need to say something back to this? I was like, no, I don't. I don't. I don't need to create more of an issue on something that we've already talked about. So it's actually, it's me growing up. Wow. Good job. It's actually what it is. Are you sure? Because I don't I want am. you to like hinder any sure. emotions because I, I want you to be able to. No, I, I am sure. And it was just me. I think on the car right here. You know, we're both doing, you're doing some stuff on your phone and I just, I was still processing. It's like, do I want to talk about this? Well, I was letting you be quiet. I was, I was trying to be quiet because I could, I could sense it and I didn't right. want to bring it up. I was just like, all right, if he's going to talk to me, cause I don't want to be like, what's wrong, babe? Cause you always Which get mad at me about yes. that. Yes. So I was like, all right, if he's going to, if there's something he wants to talk about, he's going to bring it to me and I'm just going to kind of do my thing right now. Yeah. And again, after, and as I continue to process in the car ride to the studio, I just, Realized even further, I was like, I don't, I don't need to, to say anything on this. I don't, I just need to show up and get things, you know, do what we talked about. And you're not holding any resentment. No, I'm not. I'm honestly okay. not. I, I'm, I'm just, I've let it go. And I'm just like, I bring this certain thing back up on something that we're working on. I was like, I just, it's not going to go anywhere. Mm. It's not going to solve anything else. So why don't I just let it go? Not push it down, but let it go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and move on and i feel better because of it hmm. yeah i'm trying to be an adult <laughs> after i talk about avengers <laughs> so uh okay well if it comes back up babe and it's still in you then i would like to hear you out well i appreciate that i appreciate Invitation. you appreciating you appreciating that <laughs> appreciate hey, your appreciation a- of appreciating that do we have any emails we do. We do. Um, this one's from Danielle. Okay. Not our producer, Danielle, a different Danielle. Uh, how do you balance home, family, life, and friends? I feel like since I've had my baby, I find it really hard to hang out with my previous friends. I crave a friendship outside the one my husband and I have, but it's hard finding good common ground with others. I wish I had more mom friends. Any tips? It's so hard to juggle all of those things. Because you want to be a good mom, you want to be a good wife, you also want to be a good friend. And unfortunately, the friend one always seems to fall a little bit more by the wayside, depending on your personality, I guess. But as it as it should. For sure. The hierarchy should be your spouse and kids and then yeah. your friends. Yeah, no, for sure. But it also like you, like just like you, you need your time to. Gotta have it. Like you have to have it. So again, for the wife, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, we don't, we need it too. And it's hard for us to do that when we feel like we're juggling. You have so much responsibility. Right. That you guys put on yourselves. <laughs> and even again, we talked about how many times have we talked about on here. I have to physically like push you out of the house to do something. Right. It's a little easier here in Nashville because of your core group here. Mm-hmm. But still it's, you know. I've met a few mom friends at parks. Parks are a really good place. There's also this new app. This is not an ad, but um, there's also this uh, app called Peanut. 
it's basically like a Tinder for moms, um, like in your area. It's uh, it's pretty cool. You can meet like moms and what you're into and stuff. So that's another way to meet some mamas. But I would say, you know, or even just even just calling your friend. Like sometimes, like I'll do my girlfriend Kristen and I. Like we'll have Skype dates where we just have a glass of wine and because we can't leave because we don't have a sitter or you know, and we just Skype and drink wine that way. And you know, if her friends are just not in that place of life yet, still talk. Tell her friends that. Be like, hey guys, I really miss you. And I'd love to hang out. I can't leave because the baby's going to be sleeping. You know, we can't get a sitter. My husband's here. Can y'all come over? Mm-hmm. Or one friend. You you, you just want to come over and have some wine or watch it. Just whatever it is. Yeah. Have them come to you. A friend will do that. 100%. You know what I mean? You just have some grace with yourself. It's a new, you know, it's, an, it's a new time of your life. And you have to, you'll get, re, you'll, you'll get adjusted to it. It's just new. Yeah, you know, and it's hard. when you first have, if it's like Ugh. a true baby, like when yeah. you first have them, if it's your first and they're really young, <laughs> I thought, it seems like there's no light at the end of the tunnel to ever do something for yourself No, again. totally. And I thought I thought when we had Jace, those first three months, I was like, I guess I'm never going to step outside the ha- this house and I'm never going to be able to wash my hair and curl it and put on makeup. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, okay. Right. He's crawling around. And- yeah, and I thought I was like, I'm never going to play golf again. I'm never going to see anybody. <laughs> and this past weekend, I was golfing all weekend. Look at you now. Look at us now. Anything else, Easton? Yeah, we got one from Anonymous. Those are always good. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I've been living with my boyfriend for about a year. I have a two-and-a-half-year-old son. Lately, the topic of money has become a very sore subject. We work for the same company. He makes three times as much as I do. Mm-hmm. I recently have found a passion of mine that I want to follow as a career, but in order to do so... I would need to cut back to part-time. That idea was shut down immediately. I said that I would move in with my parents to save money, and he said do it, but I know that our relationship would not last. How would you handle this situation? I think that's not fair that he's saying you can't do something if it's something you want to do, right? Yeah. (laughs) I get, you know, from a practical mindset, you know, I get the the financial part of it, like maybe why he would have maybe some concerns and express those as concerns, but ultimately he should be supportive. I mean, she does have a son though, so she has to be mindful of how she's supporting her son. So if right, it's just and it's him, not his son. Yeah. So if it's just him supporting, that's, that's tricky because you, you know, it's your, yeah, if you guys are just dating, that's a different scenario. If you guys were married or even engaged, I think that would be yeah, a different it would, topic. Yeah, for sure. If, if they were a little bit more serious in their status of their relationship, then yeah, it would, it would be probably be easier for him too to justify, you know, all right, absolutely. I support that. I'll mm-hmm. support you and your son. He makes three times as much at the same company. Should, yeah. Should be able to do that. But because you know, I mean, what if I was like, I, I want to quit all this or not quit all this, but I want to start part-time. Like I want to start a wedding cause I love wedding planning. I want to do mm-hmm. a wedding planning thing. And I, but I know that's not realistic because I have to support the family, you know, and mm-hmm. work and do these other things. And you would be like, whoa. It would be hard in our situation because we work together. Right. But I'm just saying, like, if we were, you know, if I don't know. Yeah. Right. But still, if, if when I was doing medical sales and you said that, like, I just want to quit entertainment altogether, 
and I want to focus on starting my own event planning business. I'll be a hundred percent for it. Mm-hmm. We, we'd make it work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. I would have no issue with that. You know, this, this, Jana Kramer weddings. This sounds a lot like, you know, the Jim, Pam and Roy triangle in the office. Oh God. Easton, did you watch the office? You know, the office is a hole in my, in my entertainment background. I've See, never I seen no it. One, I got no one on here to understand the reference. Describe it to us then, honey. Pam was engaged to Roy. She wanted to go into graphic design and do more art stuff mm-hmm. and leave a job as a secretary. Roy mm-hmm. was like, well, what are we going to do for money? Even though he worked there too in the warehouse. And Jim, who was her friend, but they really loved each other. They haven't confessed it yet. Jim was like, do it. Is what you want to do? Do it. And everyone watching is just like, yes, Jim. Pam, that's why you should be with Jim. I, I feel like you're here. reading us a bedtime story about the office. I thought <laughs> I it was very soothing. I hope there's listeners out there that know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Easton, do we have another email? We have, we have one more. Did you just hurt? No, it was the chair. Okay. Jeez. Oh, I don't know, because the other day when we were in bed Here and we, we were about to get a little closer cuddling, he's like, you want to come over? He's like, baby, come Real lay on my chest. He's like, come lay on my chest. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting lucky. And then I lean over, I lift the sheets up and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> he Dutch ovened me. And I was just like, good night. Turned around, went to bed. I mean, that's the best way to not be intimate. Good job on you, boo. But I wanted to be. Well, that was like disgusting. It was like you had three eggs that were like rotten well, in our bed. It happened when you were in the bathroom still. I thought it was going to be gone, but I didn't lift the covers <laughs> to let it air out. And you walked into a death trap. Disgusting. I don't understand. What do you want from me? What do you want from me? Easton? <laughs> this is an appropriate email, actually. Um, How do you keep the romance or intimacy alive <laughs> when you have a gassy partner? No, when you're trying to conceive. We've been trying for six mm. months now, and my husband will complain that it feels scheduled, planned, and it's taking all the fun out of it. Do you or Mike have any advice or suggestions for keeping it fun and intimate when actively trying to conceive? All right. I'm going to get real aggressive on this. This is interesting. I'm going to get, can I go first? Please, but yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, and I know where Michael stance is because the guys are like, you know, I just feel like I'm just a machine and I have to do it. Look, it is hard for women to get pregnant. We have about th- two days out of the month. I said it's harder. Stop it. Forward, baby. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have two days out of the month to get pregnant. Okay. And if we don't have sex on that two day, they give us, they say a week, but I, you know, cause the sperm can live and grow and fly up there. But really, truly. There's two days that I've been told, and if we do not have sex on that day, and you guys do not ejaculate inside of us, then- This is a family show, Jenna. <laughs> then we are screwed and have to wait a full other freaking month. And let me tell you, when you're trying to get pregnant, there's so much f***ing pressure, sorry, Easton, on us. No, because it's like, there's so much pressure when you're actually really physically trying. So then it gets frustrating when the guy's like, I just feel like I'm whatever. I'm like, well, you know What? We have to wait a full other month. We have to, it's like, we, we want to have kids. We don't want to have to keep waiting because we know that we only have a two day thing. So you know what? With everything that we have to deal with, I'm really getting angry right now. With everything that we have to deal with, it's like, I'm sorry that you guys feel that way, that you feel like it's boring or that, no, that it's just like, oh, I just feel like I have to do this and it feels so, you know, scheduled and what, yeah, you know what? It does. Okay. And every other time I'll let you turn me over and do whatever you want to do and have fun. <laughs> but for those two days a month, fucking, sorry, Easton, 
you know, knock on our door and say, hey, baby, let's do let's make a baby and let's be let's be excited and let's have that energy because you know what? It sucks for us to have to get to have to deal with this pregnancy. Okay, to try to freaking get pregnant. I love this. How many women are listening to right now? Like, preach! Like, just pulling over the side of the road. And like, yes, girl. No, because you guys, you guys do not understand. It is so hard. It's so frustrating. And we have these little maybe baby apps. And it's like, okay, this is the week. This is the week. Like, we have to do it. And it really has to be. And it's like, I mean, Michael and I, sorry, Easton. Michael and I, we even got into a fight about this. The, the night Jace was conceived. Because I was like, honey... I don't want to wait another month to like, please. I know. Like, can you just come inside of me? Because can we, and he's like, I'm tired. Well, aren't you so glad that you did? Cause that baby has kept our marriage together. You're welcome. <laughs> Man. Would you like to say anything? I'm terrified to say anything, <laughs> but this is perfect timing. I'll tell you why. But first, you know, we're, we're men. We're not pieces of meat. You know what I was going to oh, say? Oh, like when you flip us over. I'm just, just saying. Like you want us we, have, <laughs> we have feelings too. Two days out of the month. Maybe light some candles. Take us out somewhere. Make us feel pretty. Okay? Jeez, when our light switches. Unbelievable. But it's funny because just, the, just this past weekend when I was with my buddies in Baltimore <sighs> in a golf tournament, I'll leave names out of it for anonymity, but... One of my buddies, either Abby Al. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> one of my buddies, uh, his wife was ovulating, and so we had to wake up early to to tee off uh, every morning. And she wakes him up at like five forty five. Yeah. And his alarm was going off at six. She's like, "Hey, wake up! I'm ovulating." <laughs> and he he rolls over, looks at his phone, sees the alarm. He's like, "Honey, that's a tall ask right now." <laughs> He's like, I got a full day of golf. She's like, fuck your golf. She said that to him. She did? Yeah. Sorry, Easton. You can bleep that out, but it's good good to keep. Yeah. She's like, F your golf. He's like, honey. The fact that he turns out, he's like, that's a tall ask. I mean, but seriously. So ultimately, when we were done for the day, before dinner, mm-hmm. he went home, showered, took care of business, and then came back. Okay, good. Good job. He was good. After, you know, he was tired and after golfing all day and on his feet in the hot sun. Drinking some beers. He went home, did what he had to do. I feel like that'd be a hard order, too, drinking beers. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tall ass. But did it. And it was funny because we were talking about that. And a bunch of us that are dads have all been through that and have kids. And it's like, you know, obviously we don't know what it's like to, to be on that schedule. And we try to, but it's... Have the pressure of, you know, our... Of, of tracking all that stuff and then knowing that we only have that much time and then we have to wait another month to, to maybe try to conceive again for the, that really short window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's just funny because historically speaking, right? Men are the one who initiate sex. Mm-hmm. And so when we're faced with the opposite and we feel pressure, it's like all of a sudden we're like, I'm not available. <laughs> I'm tired. It's so messed up. It's just, it's interesting. It's, I would love to know the psychology, like a, a psychological study around it. Cause yeah. it is really interesting. It is interesting. But it's, it's so frustrating though. And I feel, I, I feel your pain, but here's for the, make your husband listen to this. You just, um, husbands out there, please just, it's so hard on us. 
And it would just be really nice if you guys just showed up and didn't freaking complain about it because we have to go through so much. Yeah. And if like, so for Ashley, who wrote the email, if she was able to tell her husband ahead of time, yeah. Hey, next month, these are the days I'm obviously just like you tell me, like, Hey, these are the days because it would help you feel Mm -hmm. less pressure if I was the one that came to you. Hey, I know we have to have sex these days. No, I mean, but I wanted, but I wanted you to be aware that I was like going to be wanting sex. Right, but it's great because then it's not a, like a surprise. Yeah, you know, like jump out and scare us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but like if bring again, him, scare us. It's like you guys want to have sex. I'm just, on I, your I time. Was just saying yeah, that, yeah, like yeah. surprise. Okay. Um, but no, I think that that helps, and it helps you guys not feel so alone in the process. Like when you showed me your calendar and brought me in on it and told me what days, it helped me feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I would do the same thing if, if I was Ashley. Well, that just got really heated. <laughs> Good night. Hey, look, I'm just pro, pro stay on the same page with ovulation. I get it. Because that stuff's so annoying. Because yeah. it's just another month. It's like, I'm not going to let this stupid argument wait another month. And good. I had a friend who told me that they were trying to conceive and her husband came home from work and she's like, Hey, I'm ovulating. This this has to happen. And he's like, I'm I'm too tired. I can't do it. So she had him take care of himself. And then they had it in a cup. What? And they turkey basted. Yeah. And she just stood on, she like did a headstand and kind of like, I don't know if that works or not, but that's what they did. And I thought that visual was really funny, but um, yeah, that's, that's one way to, uh, Take, I think, all the intimacy out of it, but it'll get the job done. All of the intimacy. Yeah. All of it. I yeah. would be almost offended. I know, right? It, it, I, I thought that was a weird way to do it, but um, but huh. they're pregnant now. Hooray. Yay. Yay. <laughs> We're all, well, on that note, um, love you guys, and um, we'll be on location next time we talk to you from Louisiana. What made Vincent van Gogh one of the greatest painters and most tortured souls of all time? Was Harry Houdini predestined to become the great escape artist based on his family's great escape? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz, and on my new podcast, Personology, I'll be joined by amazing experts to delve into the minds of famous historical figures. If you want to know what really made exceptional people tick, then take a listen to Personology. Listen to Personology every Monday on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dear Young Rocker is more than just a podcast about music. It's a memoir of how it feels to survive high school when you don't fit in and the freeing feeling of picking up a guitar for the first time. It's also advice for anyone who is or was young and has ever felt weird or alone. Dear Young Rocker is written and narrated by me, Chelsea Erson, executive produced by Jake Brennan, and comes to you from Double Elvis Productions. Listen to Dear Young Rocker on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.